0: Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. On today's episode, Stoops and I are going to debut... Our player profile. What we're going to do is we're going to tackle one player on each of these shorter episodes, and we're going to break down the good and the bad of each player, and then we're going to kind of give you um, an outlook on what we kind of expect from them or foresee with them on that next level. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited to get these going. We've been, you know, talking about them for for a while now. You and I have kind of texted each other off. Obviously, off to the side, and just you know been very, very excited about to get about getting these going, so definitely excited to dive into um, many, many, many guys um, it's the list is long, um, you know, and as we said, I uh, sent out that tweet if there's anybody y'all want to hear, um, let us know if you you know dig a little deeper into we'll get that going so um, very excited about getting this going though
1: yeah, for sure, and to kind of give you a little bit more of an idea, uh, what we're gonna do each week is we're gonna do three separate podcasts. Um, they're going to be a little range between ten to fifteen minutes, maybe a little bit longer on certain players, depending on how much we have to say. But uh, we're going to release three on the same day each week. But we wanted to break them down to you guys separately so that you had something to go back and reference for. Um, if you like it, let us know. If you don't, let us know. We'll, you know, we can alter things. We don't mind appeasing you guys out there because we appreciate you guys listenership. And um, I think we're going to kick off with a big one today. I'm super excited to talk about Justin Herbert. So, uh, Stoops, let's go ahead and take care of that. All right, folks, we're going to dive right into Justin Herbert. And, Stoops, I will let you kick us off on this one.
2: All right, man. So, Justin Herbert, um, he, he's, he's been – I don't know how to say it – been an up-and-down type of player. Um, you know, he'll come out one week and he'll he'll absolutely just blow it away. Um, huge yards, huge touchdowns, uh, no interceptions kind of thing. But then he comes out the next week and he just kind of lays an egg essentially. Um, so definitely had a lot of fun, you know, going in, looking, little, look, looking a little deeper into the film and the numbers and all that stuff. But coming out of high school, he was only a three-star prospect, which I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I really thought he was a higher caliber prospect than that. Um, but nonetheless, three-star prospect, 659th ranked player out of his class, um, 26th ranked quarterback, and he was number five in the state of Oregon. Um, Big dude, though, 6'6", 237, so definitely got the ideal height from a quarterback. Um, got some weight on him, so he's able to you know take a little bit more more hit and brush some people off in that pocket. Um, looking into it after watching some film, I did like the, his pocket awareness. I felt like he was able to to feel the pressure coming from behind, um, which a lot of guys struggle with at times. Um, and as well, he he did struggle at times with that as well. But looking at it from a whole, whole standpoint, I liked what I saw. I feel like he's got some good arm strength um, i'm a big fan of his his ball placement um, on the out route, um, albeit a shorter shorter route, but nonetheless he he has that chemistry with his receivers and it just seemed like he was hitting the out route consistently um, over and over and over. Uh, big thing I really really liked. He's not afraid to stand in the pocket and take a hit. A lot of quarterbacks will feel that pressure or see it coming, and they'll just kind of start to to tense up. I guess that's just human nature. Obviously, I mean, if I had a, you know, six five, three hundred and forty pound man running at me, I would probably personally just drop to the drop to the ground. But I'm also not six six, two thirty seven, and a you know NFL caliber <laughs> caliber quarterback. But nonetheless, he's not afraid to stand in the pocket, and I absolutely love that. um I feel like he goes through his progressions pretty well. Um, But that being said, he does seem to get a little frazzled, it seemed, if his first read isn't quite there. Um, If it's there, he obviously confidently will throw that ball in there. But once he starts to have to progress a little bit further and the deeper it gets into his progressions, there's times where it felt like he just got really frazzled. And that's when he started making those arid throws that everyone brings up all the time. Um, That being said... This season, um, he's got a 68 percent completion uh, percentage for for all of his passes, which is the highest of his career so far. So he's he's been working on it. He's definitely been getting better in that aspect. So I really liked what I see out of uh, what I've seen out of that. 30 passing touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, so he's taking care of the ball. The big knock that I have seen though is he does fumble the ball quite a bit, albeit. They may not be fumbles for loss, but nonetheless, as we've said on previous episodes, fumbles are fumbles, essentially. Um, It is an opportunity for the defense to take over, which means on the offensive side, obviously, you're not scoring um, points. So it definitely hurts the offense in that aspect. So I'd love to see him take care of the ball a little bit better on that end. Um, He's not very great at throwing on the run. I noticed that. And, And that being said, a lot of quarterbacks aren't the best at it. But it seemed like he was he was very hesitant to do so, and when he was, the passes were pretty bad to be completely honest with you. They really weren't even close. Um, And albeit maybe what's running through his head is, "Hey, nothing's open. I'm going to throw it away." You know, I'm not sure obviously what's going through his head, but nonetheless, um, it's on the run. He he does struggle a little bit. And one last thing that I've got to say about him, um, it does seem like he forces the ball quite a bit. I was watching the Cal game. Um, And he essentially threw it into triple coverage and it did get intercepted. So he's trying to make those big plays. And there's times where he really should just take that check down route um, that might be there and gain that four, five, six yards. Or essentially his running back or or a slot receiver can turn that into 15 yards. Um, He's trying to make a big play sometimes too often. But overall, though, I love Justin Herbert. Um, He's definitely one of my top guys coming out of this class. So I absolutely love what he's done. Um, Looking at the red zone for his career production. Um, 49 touchdowns and only four interceptions. So again, when that window gets tighter inside the red zone, he does start to take care of the ball a little bit better there. Um, Eight rushing touchdowns um, as well. So love what I see out of him. There are quite a few things he can work on. And you've said it on previous episodes where – Once you get out of college and your job, your full-time job is now football, these are things he can really fix and work on, especially with the leadership of an NFL um, quarterback with experience. There's just things that he hasn't quite seen in different schemes that will come about. But overall, I like Justin Herbert a lot. Um, Again, some things he can work on. But overall, definitely a guy that I'm interested to see where he lands for sure. What do you got on him?
1: Yeah, for sure. You touched on a few things that I, I thought as well, but um, obviously the big-time arm is something to really like. I Man, he's got a nice touch on that deep ball. Um, he's, he's improved his accuracy this year. He is very much like you said. Uh, he does like to force the ball, which is infuriating to watch, but sometimes what you said was kind of perfect. He does good on progressing his reads, but he I think that first read, he kind of stares it down just a little too long, and that's what makes his judgment on the second and third read not as good. And that's kind of – it's kind of hard to watch sometimes because he does – on that second and third read, he does put himself in a position where he's forcing the ball uh, to the receivers, and they do get picked off or they do get – batted away or whatever, or incomplete passes, period. Um, he does have great ball placement. Man, you were right, that short intermediate route, and just cuts and the curls and the and the out routes are just, it's a beautiful ball placement. Um, I really like, obviously this is, can be said for any quarterback, but watching him with a clean pocket, and I know there's a lot of quarterbacks that can be, but he is very, very deadly down the field with a clean pocket. If he's got that extra or two, a second or two, to let his receiver run his route, that ball is going to be there. But not only is it going to be there, it's going to be a completion for a big game. I love the way he can throw off his back foot. Um, not every quarterback can do that. It's not, pop- you know, there's some quarterbacks that really struggle um, at the next level being able to do that. So I think that's something, one of those traits that that can't be taught. Um, I, I think he's another good thing he does, and he does this in the red zone. I caught this in a couple of games that I was watching it um, watching him, especially that Arizona game, there was a couple of plays where I watched him physically move the defenders with his eyes. and when you're watching the quarterback do that it, it, and his progressions and like I said his progressions aren't the grandest after the first and second one but that pre-snap or the pump fake he had one play on the Arizona game he pump faked it to the right and threw the touchdown pass to the left against Arizona in the red zone it was one of it was a thing of beauty to watch it was what you expect from Justin Herbert there's been highs and lows with this quarterback we've all talked about it we've talked about it on this show um one of my big 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 time knocks on him is his lack of ability to close out games. It kind of showed in that Auburn game. I feel like he didn't kind of elevate the game enough to kind of close the game out. That's kind of infuriating to watch. I do like how he protected the ball through the air. The fumbles is an issue. We've talked about this several times on the podcast, and you hit it right on the head. When you're talking about it, it's if a fumble can go result from a 2nd and 5 to a 3rd and 10, or a 3rd and 15, or a 1st and 10 can result into a 2nd and 20, and you're trying to gain back all those chunk yardage that you, you know, that you have to get instead of not having um, a clean 1st down or 2nd down. Um, I think that – other thing that I really said, and I said this to you off the air, he can be very, very infuriating to watch. I don't think um, – when I was watching this – when I was watching Herbert play – and I watch some I watch some tape of a lot of different games. And sometimes he misses throws. And that is one of the that's the other big thing that I have you know wrong with Herbert is he can miss those throws. And when he does, it's like you just want to throw something at your television. When you're like, "Come on, man, he's white. And obviously, again, like Stoops and I are sitting on our, you know, chairs right now, you know, arguing or not arguing. We're talking about Justin Herbert, who's 6'6", 237, two thirty seven, who's got guys that are you know twice the size of us chasing him down, but. You know, yeah, we're the armchair athletes here. But at the same time, we're watching this tape. You're like, man, you've got to make that throw. And those are the type of throws that he has to make on that next level. If he wants to be successful in the NFL, he's going to have to make them. But as Sub says, my biggest thing that I really like about it is, is this. When you're breaking down the intangibles of every one of these quarterbacks, when you're looking at player A, player B, player C, are the intangibles that he is, uh, would consider a con, are those intangibles teachable? Can he learn these things on the next level from, let's just say hypothetically, from like a Bruce Aarons in, in Tampa Bay, somebody who's very good with quarterbacks, you know, or a Frank Wright in Indianapolis. Can those players get in those types of systems and learn how to do, progress, learn not to stare down the receiver, learn not to... um you know, get giddy in the pocket sometimes and then throw you know throw it, you know, into three, four uh tight coverage and stuff like that. So that to me, his lack of judgment is something that can be approved upon, Stoops. His his staring down the receiver, that can be approved upon. You know what I mean? So the things when you break down Herbert, Herbert, I think personally is the most gifted quarterback in this draft. Okay? He's the most physically gifted. The one thing that I do Think that I disagree slightly with Stoops on is I think he's a little bit better this year when he's throwing on the run than he has been in years past. It can be ugly, I'm not going to say that, but I think it's a little bit better. I saw a couple of plays where he did it, but I did see where you saw, you know, it can be a little bit ugly as well. I also like the fact that he can make plays on the run. Stoops, for you, for you, obviously, I know you saw the flip side of him throwing on the run. What do you foresee Herbert basically on the next level? Do you can do you think he can contribute right away, or do you think that he's a project? I, obviously, he's going to be drafted higher than you know. He'll probably be the second or third quarterback off the board, depending on where Tua goes and who falls in love with who, Senior Bowl, etc. So, kind of give me your idea of where you think his his fitting is on Sunday. Do you see him? A long-term starter? Do you see him panning out in a couple of years?
2: No, I I see him as a long-term starter, but not an immediate starter. Um, I'm also in the mindset of I me running an organization. I would rather now it, it, I would rather have a quarterback that I can mold essentially behind a veteran. That being said if your quarterback that you're replacing is a young quarterback who didn't pan out, there may not be that veteran. So I understand that piece of it. But to me, Herbert does seem like a long-term investment. He does seem like a guy who can have a long NFL career and a very good one at that. Um, If he fixes these little things here and there and does get to that right fit, if he goes, like you said, if he goes to someone like a Tampa, He's got a Chris Godwin, he's got a Mike Evans, um, O.J. Howard, assuming you know, he's still there, Cameron Braid, all these guys um, that he can throw to. And it's just that just it, from a fantasy aspect, that just seems like the most amazing spot to have those types of receiving threats to throw to. I think if that's the fit, he could probably be an immediate starter and have a not an amazing season per se. But I think he could do very well and show what he is capable of doing. He's gonna make those rookie mistakes. Essentially every single quarterback does it. Um, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes, albeit it wasn't quite his sophomore, I'm sorry, his rookie season. But nonetheless, he sat under uh, what was it, Alex Smith for a season at least, and got that that knowledge that maybe some other guys don't have. Um, so I think if Justin Herbert is even even if it is, let's just say for some reason unknown reason um because if i remember correctly tampa can technically pick up the i think he's they still have that fifth year option on Jameis, if i remember correctly yep um if they were to do that albeit some believe in Jameis, some don't he's seen the nfl game for what will be four full years even learning something from him I think would do wonders for his game, especially because Jameis is a little bit better um, you know, on the run, uh, whether it be running to pass it or running to run. Um, I think he could learn from Jameis. Would there be other guys I'd rather him learn from? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but ultimately, to answer your question, I do think he's a long-term um, player in the league. I just don't know if he is an immediate starter. I think he, he, he would benefit from sitting behind someone and, and getting some knowledge, gaining knowledge from players and coaches um, and just experience in general.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Look, I think personally, and we haven't really dove into too much, but the perfect fit for any of these quarterbacks is to go to Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that team is loaded with two number one receivers right out the bat. You know what I mean? You got a couple of good tight ends. The running back situation's murky, but this is the draft to get you a running back for sure. Um but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just wrote down a couple of ideal fits for him. You know, the Bucks, Raiders, and Colts. I thought those were three fits. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you, Colts fans, you're going to have to draft a quarterback. Uh, Brissett yeah. is not the option. I mean, I, I remember a few weeks, short story, a few weeks back, I, I, I said the Colts <laughs> needed a quarterback, and I got, no, we got Brissett. I, I I assume those same people are not no longer saying that anymore. But I, I think he's got all the tools to be good on the next level. And folks, that wraps it up for our first player profile, Justin Herbert um, from Oregon. I, I really am excited to see what he does in the next level. Folks, do us a favor: hop on Twitter, follow Stoops at Stoops1990, follow me at Ricky Flair underscore. Head over to the ExpandTheBoxScore.com website to check out all the latest. DFS tools, college football tools. This database is fantastic. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon.
0: See y'all later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.